It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerd? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo, and we're the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. Nearly all of Love Thy Nerd shows and podcasts air on LTN Radio first. And you'll also find an amazing mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie all week long. That's right. So if you're listening to our show on podcasts, you're late and you're missing out on all that we have to offer. Check out LTNOnAir.com. Or download the Live 365 app to search and favorite LTN Radio. Today on the show, the failed eight-year Disney boycott. We've also Mm. got a game, a bad joke, tales from Florida man, five random facts, things that we love, and more. But first, today is Wednesday, November 18th, 2020, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. Today is... Mickey Mouse's birthday, Mm -hmm. the mouse himself. Hence the reason we're talking about Disney today. I kind of thought. It's also (laughs) National Princess Day and Push Button Phone Day. Remember Push Button Phones? I remember Push Button Phones. (laughs) Even cell phones used to be Push Button Phones. Yeah. Yeah. That that was a thing back in the day. (laughs) It's it's so weird to think about my, my boys. Who are going to grow up not knowing that phones look any different than our smartphones yeah. that they ever did? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember seeing that some millennials or whatever were asking why the phone button in the smartphone is shaped like that weird oh, yeah. cir- half circle thing. <laughs> why is that the symbol for the phone? <laughs> that doesn't look like my phone at all. That's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a part of, of uh, culture. classic culture now. Yep. That's really it's from sad. the past. Man. Gosh. <laughs> I'm not willing to be as old as I really am. <laughs> I'm just not. I need for everyone else. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not willing. What you need is we need a, a Thanos snap situation. Yeah. Where we disappear for five years and then everybody who's living right now ages five years and then we come back and we're five years younger than we were compared to everybody else at that point and so we won't feel as old that also makes me really sad really <laughs> the sad. idea of missing five years of my kids family. yeah, yeah. <laughs> tofer would be gone at that point tofer would be 20 <laughs> both boys would be gone would cannon be gone too cannon would be 19 yeah he would yeah and mila would be 15 wow <laughs> I was tearing up. I am. Thanos, don't snap us away. We're okay with our ages. <clears throat> yeah, Eli. You might be a mom if you involuntarily cry at the thought of missing five years of your kids' lives. Because Thanos snapped you away. <laughs> Man. You can't drop the premise, which is ridiculous. You really are crying I over really there. Am. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
That, it's also kind of sad to think that in mom. five years, my two you oldest just, are going to be out of the house. You just had a terrible realization. I really did. <laughs> I'm on the downward slope of motherhood. Yeah. You know, it... No. <laughs> Which also makes you sound old. <laughs> I'm not old. I'm only 35. I'm not old. <laughs> and according to most of my students, I look like I'm 27. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's according to most of my students. What look, I'll, I... I'll give you that because uh, like when I was a kid, when I was a third grader, everybody who was old, I thought was 50. Yeah. So if right. they're thinking you're younger than you actually are, that's probably a good sign. Well, one of my kids was talking about how his dad is 31 and he's so old. He, My dad, this and that. And I was like, well, how old is your dad? 31. And I was like, oh, okay. That old? Yeah. Eh? And then I said, and he's like, that's old, huh? And I said, do you think that your dad is older or younger than me? And he said, he's older than you, right? And I said, well, how old do you think I am? I don't know. And one of the other kids had already known how old I was. And the other kid's like, she's 35. (laughs) And the boy's like, I thought you were just 27. Wow. My dad really grew up quick. (laughs) I was Uh, like, okay. Yeah, that'll happen. That'll happen. Uh, Especially if you go bald when you're 16. That'll happen real fast. I remember when I was 22 being told that I looked like I was 35. Great. Oh, thanks. All right. I still look exactly the same as I did when I was 22, so now I do look 35, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey. All right. It is game day Wednesday, and uh, last week I beat Mo in a game of riddles. I was supposed to prepare for this, and I didn't. I blame the governor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this is a, a new game to our show last week full of tricky riddles. Uh, we played last week and I won. So today I get to go for the Undisputed Back Row Championship title belt. Uh, we're each going to answer seven of these and whoever answers the most correctly wins. You get to choose who gets to answer first. You're answering first. I'm answering first. Okay, let's get this opened up here. I should have had it ready to go already. I can't even find it. For real, where is it? All right. A woman has six daughters, and they each have a brother. So how many children does she have? Seven. Very good. (laughs) Uh, What question can you never honestly say yes to? What question can you never honestly say yes to? Oh, that's a good one. I'm sure the answer is really obvious. Um, What question can you never honestly say yes to? Are you dead? Well, that's a good one. But (laughs) that's not the answer. (laughs) Are you asleep? Are you asleep? I feel like that's the same thing, though. No. Come on. Your life does not end when you sleep. <laughs> but I mean, I've, when it comes to whether or not you can answer that question, I feel like that's essentially the no. same answer. Uh-uh. The more you Fine. take, the more you leave behind. What am I? <sighs> the more you take, the more you leave behind. Mm-hmm. See, I was thinking the whole one from before, but this is different. The more you take, the more you leave behind. Uh, it's something stupid. The more you take, the more you leave behind. 
Um, um, um. <laughs> the more you take, <laughs> the more you leave behind. The answer that keeps popping in my head is crap. <laughs> the more crap you take, the more crap you leave behind. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Footsteps. Dang it. <laughs> the shorter I am, the bigger I am. What am I? The shorter I am, the bigger I am. This is stupid. Uh, I feel like you last week. <laughs> I'm I, very right? upset with these. Yeah. The shorter I am, the bigger I am. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Never even got to that point in my brain. <laughs> Holy cow. Okay. Um, my rings are not worth much, but they do tell my age. What am I? Tree. Very good. Okay, I got that one. How many are we doing? Seven. So that okay. was five, five, right? Mm-hmm. So we got, got two, two out right. of five. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's an ad. Hello. Why is it taking some? There we go. Dance. Oh, 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 oh. Got to hit that X twice, usually. Yep, there we there go. We go. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if there is a one-story house and everything outside and inside of the house is red, then what color are the stairs? Okay. There are no stairs because it's a one-story house. There you go. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Three out of six so far. Okay. You are my brother, but I am not your brother. What am I? Who am I? You're my brother, but I'm not your brother? You are my brother, but I am not your brother. Who am I? Oh, your sister. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that tripped me up for a second. I'm like, uh, clergyman? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So I got four, four out, out of seven. seven. Mm-hmm. So you got to get five, Mo, or I win this title. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Having a baby. All right. What gets sharper the more you use it? I know this. <laughs> it is one of those. You'll be upset with yourself if you don't get it right. Like your brain? Yes. Yeah. Good job. All right. Uh, a man rode into town on Tuesday and left two days later on Tuesday. How so? His horse's name is Tuesday. Dang it. Good job. All right. This isn't voting well. What word in the dictionary is spelled incorrectly? Incorrectly. <laughs> you already have three of your seven, Mo. What comes down but never goes up? Not my weight. <laughs> Um, 
um, <laughs> what comes down but never goes up? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was good. <laughs> Man, and I know that this is an obvious one too. Yeah. What well, comes down but never goes up? Shoot, I don't know. Rain. Rain. <laughs> All right. If you don't keep me, I'll break. What am I? <laughs> the wind is rolling outside of our studio right now. If you don't keep me, I'll break. Aww. <laughs> it's frustrating, isn't it? And you know it should be very obvious. <laughs> I promise. Dang it. Woo. Yes. All right, you have now tied me with two left to go. Two left. A man dies of thirst in his own home. How is this possible? It's not like the water's turned off in the house or anything like that. A man dies of thirst thirst in his his own own home. home. How is is that possible? Okay. Man dies of thirst in his own home. I don't know. The man lives on a houseboat in the middle of the ocean with no fresh water around. That's a dumb one. That's a dumb one, but it was on here. I can't skip it. (laughs) All right, last one. Uh, You have to get this one right, or we tie, and we're going to do a tiebreaker because I'm not doing the stupid tie thing again. He has married many women, but has never been married. Who is he? A Stupid. Pastor, preacher, clergyman of some sort. No, I'm going to make you say the exact word. A, a, a pastor. An officiant. No. <laughs> uh, I don't... What? Seriously? <laughs> no, I'm not going to. It says a priest. A priest. <laughs> Good grief. Dang it, Mo. How did you do so well this week? Uh, okay, was, so do you want I my... I was lured into a false sense of security. No, here is my theory, okay? <laughs> I feel like this is why I did well. When you ask the riddles first, it gets your mind in that mm. mentality of thinking riddles. Okay. That was, and the second that you said, I feel like you last week, I was like, yep, exactly. It worked. It worked. Fine. Fine. Once again, I lose and Mo continues her reign. Yay. Listen, it's only fair. This is only fair. For years. For years. I could not win. For years. Ugh. Right. We just have to have Kevin on at some point to see if I can finally beat him at something. Can we please do that? <laughs> can we please set that up? We'll get him on Zoom or something at some point. Please. <laughs> all right, let's take a break here. When we come back, what was that Disney boycott all about? But first, Faith and Fandom 180 with Hector Mira. Stick around. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. 
So this weekend, the nerdy world was a buzz of Star Wars fans losing their ever-loving minds at the name drop of a couple big Star Wars characters on the most recent episode of The Mandalorian. And don't worry, no spoilers here. But come Friday, you could hear people losing their collective kyber crystals all around the world. There was screaming, jumping, yelling, throwing, and all of that was literally just me in my living room. I have no idea what other people were doing, but I know that there was a big reaction. Because those names being dropped meant a lot to people who were fans of those characters. The simple fact that the names were mentioned was enough to create joy and excitement and hope and all these other feelings because those names carried power and those names carried a strong association and there were plenty of people though who had no idea who those people were and that those names literally meant nothing my day actually started out friday morning getting texts of who is this person and spoiling one of the reveals and you know, I gave some grace in that situation, but the reality is our names alone carry an association. And for us, it's our responsibility that our names carry an association to who Jesus is and who God is. Because sometimes our names bring association to some things and others, but the reality is our names should carry weight with who Jesus is. There's this cool circumstance in Acts 19, like verses 13 through 16, where these people were trying to cast out demons using Jesus' name, but they didn't actually know Jesus. And I love it because one of the demons actually claps back at these people. And in verse 15, it says this, One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about, but who are you? And then the demons beat the snot out of the person and they have to run away naked. So fun, you know, party story. But the reality is we aren't good enough on our own. Our names need to actually ring the truth of who Jesus is. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Road Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about what Faith and Fandom does, head over to Facebook.com slash Faith and Fandom where you can learn more about our podcasts, Comic-Con ministry, memes, and our book series that has seven volumes out with more on the way. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. If you're listening on Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, Network. Can't say that word. That's this a hard word. <laughs> Remember that all of our shows air first on LTN Radio during the actual morning hours, and we would love to kick off your day with some humor and fun. That's right. If you head over to LTNOnAir.com, you can see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. You can also enable LTN Radio, uh, the skill, on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Hmm. Before we do anything else... Yes. I've got five random facts. All right. Are they Disney themed? Uh, they are Mickey Mouse themed. Yes. Okay. Specific to the mouse himself, because it is his birthday. <laughs> Mickey was the first cartoon character to receive a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame added on 
November 18th, 1978. Wow. Yep. Uh, can I just say that after seeing the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I don't think it's as cool as I always thought it was. What? I mean, it's cool to have your name there. Yeah. I obviously will never get that privilege. I mean, maybe we could. <laughs> They had a podcasting <laughs> genre too. That's what we should work towards. <laughs> That's our goal. We have so many more to beat us, though. Joe Rogan. Will no, beat us I don't first care. And... <laughs> I don't care. There is no Matt and Mo. There's n- there. It's just us. Anyway, um, Walt Disney originally named the mouse Mortimer, but his wife Lillian suggested Mickey was more fitting for the character. I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember knowing that fact. Mortimer Mouse. Yep, yep. Mickey's first phrase was now his famous hot dog, hot dog. That's, yeah. They Might Be Giants did that song for the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse uh, theme song, the new one, Um, the the cartoon. Oh, yeah. uh, Hot hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) While Steamboat Willie was Mickey's first appearance, his feature film debut was in Fantasia in 1940. Yeah. And lastly, in 1988 and 2003, Mickey Mickey presented the Oscar for Best Animated Short Film at the Academy Awards. (laughs) Ha ha! Let's go, Pluto! Oh my gosh. Mickey's in the studio, (laughs) y'all. Those are my facts. That's good. Those are good facts. Thanks. Miska, Muska, Mickey Mickey Mouse. (laughs) When I can do the voices of the uh, characters when my kids are watching whatever show, uh, they go crazy. Really? Yeah. Well, gosh, Pete. Then we got Moose from from Give a Mouse a Cookie. Have you seen that show? No. Give a Mouse a Cookie. Uh, moose on there, I can do that voice. Uh, that was a, I can't remember right now, but I'd be able to do it. I do it all the time. Every actually, I start to annoy them eventually because every time Moose talks, I just repeat exactly what he said. And Dad, uh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> my son, yeah, my my son doesn't tell me to shut up. He just gets up, runs over, and punches me. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's his way to to show that he's uh, not enjoying what I'm doing. That's fair. <laughs> that. I think I'd do the same. Well, I tried to tell you, goof. Uh, all right. <laughs> We're going to do... Wow. I can kind of do Winnie the Pooh sometimes, but I have to, like, find it first. I got to, like, do a few phrases, and then eventually I'll find, like, this word that clicks over. I'm like, that's how you do Winnie the Pooh, and then I can say it for a little while. But I can't just snap into it, which bugs me. So I like the Winnie the Pooh voice. I'm not going to try it here. I can't even hear. I can't even hear Winnie the Pooh right now. I can hear Eeyore. Eeyore. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to get into that low register. Mm-hmm. Sad sack register. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Enough of that. Enough of that nonsense. It's Mickey's day, <laughs> not everybody else's. So, yeah. But first, we're going to celebrate everybody's favorite superhero, Florida Man. With our Florida Man roundup here. Uh, Florida man paroled after felony battery on a 7-Eleven clerk with a Slurpee. Oh, wow. (laughs) Not 
surprised. Back in July, Brian Duffy of Pinellas Park, Florida, was arrested for assaulting a clerk at a local 7-Eleven. Apparently, the 40-year-old Duffy backhanded a Slurpee drink out of the employee's hand, which, according to the police report, quote, flew onto the victim's person, unquote. Duffy denied to the cops swatting the Slurpee out of the victim's hand, though he did admit there was an incident where he was being charged too much for a drink. The battery charge was later upped to a felony, as Duffy's long record included prior misdemeanor battery convictions. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Duffy pled guilty to the third-degree felony, which normally carries a statutory maximum of five years in prison, though Duffy was sentenced to just the five days he had already spent in the county jail prior to to posting his $2,500 bond. Five years in jail for backhanding a Slurpee onto someone would be a lot. I I agree with the five day. <laughs> that seems like the appropriate amount of time in jail for hitting a Slurpee onto someone. But still, kind of a jerkbag move. Yeah. <laughs> also, Slurpees should not be wasted. Uh, facts. <laughs> that is the biggest issue in this entire story. Oh, man. All right. Next up, Florida man arrested after drive through meltdown over a lack of lettuce. <laughs> he did not romaine calm. A Florida man was arrested after causing a commotion in a checkers drive through throwing at checkers is... Yeah. Oh, I love checkers. Checkers and rallies are the same thing, right? And they're kind of like a Sonic, aren't they? I've never had a rallies. Well, and they're the same restaurant. Okay. They're like Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. They're the okay. same restaurant in different parts of the country. Okay. And I would say, yeah, it's sort of like a, a Sonic. Sort of. Yeah, but Sonic. they have the... Oh, Checkers has the best fast food french fries. I've heard that. Ooh. Yes, I've heard that they're good. I need to try one. Uh, but yeah, drive through throwing a fit over the lack of lettuce for his sandwich. Uh, Henry Aker... Caberlolo. Nope. Not even going to try it. Henry faces charges of disorderly conduct and resisting an officer without violence following the drive-thru drama. Uh, On November 4th, the Largo Police Department responded to a call from the checkers. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Employees got scared when Henry beat on the drive-thru window and screamed at them, furious that the restaurant didn't have any leafy greens for his order. The disgruntled customer's meltdown caused the workers to fear for their safety and for the other diners inside and thus called the police. Uh, then he was reportedly uncooperative and denied the allegations of his erratic behavior when the police arrived. But, I mean, it takes a while for police to show up. If he was beaten on that window and yelling that long for the police to arrive, how can you deny that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, yeah. You didn't get enough lettuce. Who wants more lettuce? That's the thing. On their fast food stuff. Fast food lettuce is gross no matter where you get it from. Can I just say that I really feel like... (laughs) Can can you say it? I don't know. I feel like every day we say we're not going to talk about it. And then every day it comes back to being a topic that we talk about. And it's beginning... It's beginning. It's beginning frustrating. 
<laughs> that means it's somewhere in between beginning and getting Got frustrating. It. <laughs> it's beginning frustrating. I just feel like this is the one thing that pe- we're not really considering with all of the shutdowns and the lockdowns and everything else is just the mental health of mm, people. Absolutely. I it, We are so consumed with the physical health and not getting the virus, which I get, I understand, but we're disregarding the fact that a lot of people are having serious mental health issues Yeah. from all of this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's accurate for sure. And I feel like this story is just one of those references. This that dude was is the, just like... That was his last straw. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, people don't get ticked off over lettuce on a normal day. They just don't. <laughs> On a normal day, you say, I don't have enough lettuce. I'm sorry. I'd say, that's okay. No big deal. Can I get an extra fry for free? Like, <laughs> you know what? But I, yeah. I, I, oh, okay. Well, let's end Florida Man segment with a, a good note. Okay, a good. happy story this Please, time. Please, can we? Florida Man becomes first athlete with Down syndrome to complete the Ironman triathlon. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, let's see here. This is a story full of a bunch of information. Let's see. The triathlon had a 17-hour time limit, and Chris Nickick, Nickick, N-I-K-I-C, Nickick? Yeah. Okay. Chris Nickick crossed the finish line after 16 hours, 46 minutes, and 9 seconds. Snuck in there in the last quarter of an hour. The event consisted of a 2.5-mile swim, 122 miles on a bicycle, and a marathon-link run that all had to be completed within 17 hours. Uh, He was 21 years old, became the first-ever athlete with Down syndrome to complete it on time. Uh, There's a video of him crossing the finish line, which is heartwarming as all get out. Uh, he has undergone two heart surgeries, multiple ear canal reconstructions, um, but he is actually hoping to qualify for the 2022 Special Olympics USA Games in Orlando, Florida, uh, based on this. And uh, his father uh, said his son has far exceeded the expectations of his doctors. Uh, from the time he was born, we were told by everyone that he'd never do anything or amount to anything or be able to accomplish anything beyond being able to tie his own shoes. And we believed them for the longest time. But despite the medical setbacks and other hurdles, the 20-year-old, 21-year-old just made history at this Florida Panhandle event. It's pretty darn cool. Way to go, Chris Nickick. You and I would never do a triathlon. Um, <laughs> heck no. But it does make me feel like, you know, Down syndrome, uh, two heart surgeries, ear canal surgeries, like ear canal surgeries, you would think you can't swim at that point. That's going right. to affect swimming. And, you know, swimming is a big part of the triathlon. Heart surgeries, anything endurance, yeah, anything, anything cardio. That, that raises your yeah. cardio level. Running and biking. Hello, this dude. Not just because of his difference as far as Down syndrome, but because of surgeries that he's had. He had everything working against him. Yeah. And this wasn't a, from what I could tell, this wasn't a 
special Olympics kind of thing. It wasn't right. just a triathlon for this was a normal everyday triathlon. Yeah. And he finished when many people wouldn't. Yeah. Which is fantastic. It's amazing. Uh, what's the most you've done? A half marathon? Half marathon. Are you going to do a full marathon? Is that a goal? It is a goal at some point. Yeah. Yes. I would love to be able to say that I ran a marathon. But to consider what, how many miles was the bike portion? 122 100, miles. 122 <laughs> miles. And then to run 26.2 miles. After that. After swimming, <laughs> I just... Ugh, <laughs> I, I feel like my legs would be jello at that mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm, for real. <laughs> just this past week, last week, I started going to the gym again. And my favorite thing to do at the gym is bike. Yeah. I love to bike. But I only got in six miles and my legs <laughs> felt like jello. I can't imagine doing over 100. <laughs> Sheesh. And I did that six miles in 32 minutes. And I'd have to do 100 miles plus swim plus What's the other part? Plus run the marathon in 17 hours? All in one, less than a day. I don't think I could do it. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I've, I know some people personally who have done triathl- triathlons and I don't know how they do it. You can't even pronounce it. I know. Triathlons. <laughs> it's hard. Just saying the name is hard. <laughs> That's your workout for the day. Right I know. There. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. So for those of you who weren't alive yet uh, or were too little to remember the late 90s, there was a time when the Southern Baptist Convention, and this kind of spread to, to just Christians in general, called for a boycott of Disney, the entirety of the company. Uh I know that you didn't grow up Baptist, mm-hmm. uh, but neither did I. I grew up Catholic, but I still remember a bunch of my friends' families were all in on banning the Mouse House. Do you remember this from when you were a kid? Mm-mm. Yeah? Mm-mm. This didn't affect you at all? Back then, Disney Channel was a like a paid channel, like HBO or something. Like You had to pay extra for it. Really? Mm-hmm. It wasn't in any basic cable packages. Really? Mm-hmm. I even remember like they did a free month uh, once where you could get to it. And I, I got to watch all these shows that I'd only heard about from my rich friends at school <laughs> for one month. And then it was gone again. Huh. No. Most of which are now available on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. Which is also technically, I guess, a pay channel. <laughs> True. True. No, I don't. I... You don't recall this? You don't remember seeing other church families like throwing away all their Disney movies? No. Canceling trips to Disneyland, anything like that? Mm-mm. Mm. Nope. Okay. The church that I grew up in would have been on the other side of that. They would have been. Yeah, they would have been very. I. And this is probably where I get a lot of my mentality from when it comes to things like this. But it would have their their stance would have been something along the lines of don't simply conform to what everybody else is doing because Mm. they think that it's the right thing to do really question your convictions and and figure out if this is something of the holy spirit that is telling you you to throw it away okay 
we probably could have benefited from that. Probably. <laughs> so what was the boycott all about? Did it accomplish anything? We're going to dive into the history of it and more when we come back. Hmm, but first, a new nerdy definition. Stick around. We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways, and you might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or a phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. I'm here to help. Today we're tackling holidays in the Destiny and Destiny 2 franchise. These video games have built up quite a significant community, and within that community, they have celebrations year-round. First up, The Dawning, an amalgamation of holiday traditions brought to the last city by refugees. It's a celebration of gift-giving and goodwill. It has become the ritual winter event. The Festival of the Lost, a limited-time event from Destiny 1 where the people of the tower and the city gather to celebrate the lives of the loved ones they've lost. It's now their ritual fall event. The Revelry, a celebration of joy and the gratefulness of being alive in a world where danger looms over everything. That's become the ritual spring event. And lastly, the Solstice of Heroes, a yearly celebration of the triumphs of guardians in their battle against the enemies of humanity. It has become the ritual summer and end of the year event, preceded by the launch of the next year's expansion. And of course, it's almost time for the dawning. So, Destiny Heroes, make sure you're spreading goodwill. Otherwise, you might get a nade in your stocking. Hope this helps. Come back next week for another nerdy definition. the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo, and we hope you're listening to us on LTN Radio when we air each weekday morning at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central. That is right. You can head over to ltnonair.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. Stay up to date with our shows and enjoy the amazing mix of music we have playing all throughout. So last segment, we, we touched on the beginnings of this topic. Uh, start talking about the big Disney boycott and our childhoods. Uh, this, this boycott lasted from 1997 all the way to 2006. It was like tail end 97, early 2006. So they call it an eight-year eight year boycott. Uh, so what was this all about? Uh, I'm sure you've at least heard of this at some point, that there was a boycott of Disney by the Southern Baptist Convention, and then it kind of spread out to all churches. Uh, At the 1996 SBC meeting, Southern Baptist passed a resolution warning of a boycott if Disney continued its, quote, anti-Christian and anti-family trend. And what really sparked this off was Ellen. It was when the Ellen Finding Show... Finding Nemo? Yeah, Finding Nemo's Ellen. Uh, no, it wasn't Finding Nemo. It was Ellen from the show. Ellen, like her, her okay, ABC yeah. sitcom, uh-huh. uh, where in the show, her character actually came out as uh, a lesbian, mm-hmm. a homosexual. And the show kept airing. And this was kind of like the first show that featured a 
main character that mm-hmm. was of that persuasion. And Baptists were upset, which, you know, goes hand in hand with Baptists all the time. <laughs> but that was that was the big push. Is like they, they did not want this to become a mainstream thing. They did not want to see it on TV a lot. They didn't want to see uh, Disney Channel, which was considered a more wholesome avenue uh, of programming for the longest time, uh, kind of continue this trend, which was just kind of starting in the late 90s. Um, the other thing that, that kind of kept the boycott going was the fact that Disneyland at Disney World started having a yearly like Pride weekend where uh, they would invite, you know, homosexual people to come and you know have a special weekend devoted just to them uh what was never mentioned was the fact that disney channels also and i believe still does have a a christian themed weekend Mm -hmm. they have like a faith and family based weekend and they bring in like christian artists to play concerts at the at the uh park and all this kind of stuff too i mean they 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 kind of try and cater to all communities at certain points as a fun thing but anyway, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, so this this happened. They they called for this boycott. Nothing changed with the Disney company. They, they didn't do anything after that warning. So the boycott launched in 1997. It adopted the resolution urging Southern Baptists to refrain from patronizing the Disney company and any of its related entities. The Disney company has not only ignored our concerns, but flagrantly furthered this moral digression in its products and policies. It accused the Disney company of increasingly promoting uh, immoral ideologies, which are biblically reprehensible and abhorrent to God. Okay, then. Okay. So they laid it all out on the table. Uh, clearly it didn't change the way Disney did anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and largely at the end of this, well, I, even, even before we got there, uh, just a few years later, like the, the push for it kind of died out, like the passion for it kind of died out. In the in 1998, the uh, Baptist Press featured like uh, 28 articles on Disney. By 2002, there was only like two the entire year. Okay. People started realizing, hey, this isn't doing any good anyway. And then families started like, well, whatever. We're going to go back to watching our Disney movies because, of course... Disney movies played a big role in a lot of our childhoods. Yeah. Uh, and this was also around the time that Lion King came out and then Re came out in theaters because it was so popular. Mm-hmm. You're like, really? We just got Lion King. <laughs> We're going to boycott. <laughs> a lot of families didn't want to do this. Um, but it was one of those like classic, uh, like stereotypical things you hear back then. Like they had Disney movie burnings. You know, like book burning type things like they've done with Harry Potter and stuff. There were some churches so against Disney that they had like a big bonfire. Come bring all your your uh, Disney movies, toss it in the fire, all your stuffed animals of Mickey Mouse, let it burn, all kinds of things. 
but then 2008, uh, 2006 rolls around, and eventually they just drop it. Southern Baptist uh, discontinued the eight-year boycott. Uh, the vote was by 11,000 of the messengers at the convention, uh, adding uh, the nation's largest non-Catholic denomination to the list of conservative evangelical groups that stood down from a confrontation that the American Family Association began in 1996. Um, the AFA was the one leading the charge back in 1996. The AFA began the boycott to protest what it saw as Disney's promotion of a, a gay agenda, quote-unquote. Uh, it dropped the it dropped the boycott. Focus on the family dropped the boycott. Uh, James Dobson dropped the boycott. All that kind of fell right in line at the same time for no other reason, really, than it had accomplished nothing. But even the the removal of the boycott tried to defend it by saying that they had rightly and appropriately challenged Disney and said that uh, for a boycott to work, it must be specifically targeted and of a limited duration. And it said that they had communicated effectively their displeasure. I disagree. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I disagree specifically with the fact that uh, they even follow the rules of that. It must be effectively uh, specifically targeted and of a limited duration. Right. Eight years is not limited. Right. I mean, in a sense that it doesn't go on forever. Sure. It's limited. But eight years is not. Yeah. A limited boycott. Uh, but they also did not do this effectively by any means. Right. Because they did not lay out a specific, like, wh- what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Just cancel shows? Is that Would that be enough? Uh, mm-hmm. are, we, are, are we, Disney, a company that is not a Christian-based company, supposed to come out and say, hey, Bible's a- A-OK with us? On all of our networks and channels and shows, yeah, uh, are we supposed to start airing our own version of Veggie Tales? Like, what what would what would have been the solution? Enough, yeah. Uh, would just have canceling Ellen been enough? I think they eventually did cancel Ellen, but it had nothing to do with the boycott. And of course, Ellen didn't go anywhere. Uh, and like you said, Finding Nemo came out just a few years later during that boycott, where Ellen was heavily featured. Uh, I don't see Ellen as a problem, honestly. Uh, I never really did. But the the idea really comes down to this, and this is a problem that I've seen Southern Baptists, and really all Christians have, but just because I'm in the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, it's a problem that we have a lot, and that is we think that we can make the unsaved world uh-huh. be better conform to our theology and our ethics mm-hmm. even without our savior. Mm-hmm. And that idea doesn't make much sense to me. And historically doesn't fall in line with anything that's really happened in the Bible. I mean, the Bible, if anything tells us that everything's going to spiral way out of our control Mm-hmm. And it's just going to keep doing that. Right. So why are we surprised? So why are we surprised? Now, I'm not saying, like, if you had a personal conviction against Disney back then and you didn't want to purchase their stuff because of that conviction, sure. But a national boycott at that point with that that level of enthusiasm 
was only to spit in the face of the company, Mm -hmm. which, whether you agreed or not with the reasoning, accomplished very little. Yeah. And certainly wouldn't want them to say, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll change what we're doing. It was effectively, a boycott in that instance is effectively a hostage negotiation. It's like, well, we've got all this money that we would like to spend with you, but if you're going to do this, then well, we're just not going to give you any of this money until you do what we say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's blackmail essentially. Yeah. When it comes down to it, it's not it's not uh, designed to actually change hearts and minds. It's designed to you be like us. It's designed to force people to be like us. Uh, and I feel like not just in the Christian world, but like all, all across the, the idea of boycotts, that's typically the issue is that when a, boy, when a boycott works, it's because it's boycotting for the sake of others. When a boycott fails, it's because it's boycotting for the sake of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like we can compare boycotts from like the Disney boycott to the Montgomery bus boycott, which was where uh, Martin Luther King, you know, all the civil rights leaders, you know, started by Rosa Parks and all this, you know, boycotted using the Montgomery bus system until they desegregated the buses. Mm-hmm. This was not a uh, it's all about me situation. This was this is a humanity level crisis. Mm-hmm. And this was a Christian ethic. The Christian church uh, picked up this banner for this boycott and joined in the white Christians and the black Christians joined in uh, this boycott to get things changed. And eventually accomplished the goal. This was a boycott for the sake of all, for the sake of good. When it's a boycott for the sake of me, I'm offended and I don't like this. Not for the sake of, you know, helping people, but instead for the sake of hindering people's freedoms for my own personal uh, preference. That's where things start to go downhill. Mm-hmm. And there is a fine line. There absolutely mm-hmm. 100% is a fine line between um It's so fine it's hard even to define it. <laughs> it is. It is. Because from a big picture perspective, if you were just to say, you know, this is why these two boycotts happened, um you could see a lot of similarities. Yes. You know, but you you have to get down to the nitty gritty of it being about humanity and not about personal conviction, not about personal religion, you know, personal relationship with God. This is about a humanity issue. And I'm about to be really bold and step out and say something, but in that regard, if we're considering humanity... We have to consider, sadly, uh, not sadly, but we have to consider the LGBTQ community as part of humanity. Absolutely. That, yeah. In that regard, if you're going to pick up a flag and, and follow, 
you it's hard for me to say that I can stand and and follow along with Rosa Parks and the humanity that she stood for, but not stand for humanity on this end. Whether I agree or disagree or believe the same, you know, or the religion of choice that I choose to follow says that it's right or wrong. At the end of the day, it's about humanity. Mm -hmm. We can't pretend these people don't exist. Exactly. And aren't humans with their own experiences, pains, struggles, trials, uh, and things to offer the world. Yeah. And just like how, like I said uh, previously, that Disney, you know, had a weekend celebrating the LGBT community and also have a weekend celebrating the Christian community. That's how it should be. We should be able to, uh, I wouldn't say honor, but I would say at least support all different areas of the community. Whether we agree with their lifestyle choices or not, that doesn't change the fact that they still exist. We can't just pretend like they don't exist or they shouldn't exist and thus cut them out of the world. Right. Um, Will I... uh, Like, I'm not against having homosexual characters on TV shows. But I am against kind of the way they're portrayed often. And... I would say that many in that community also agree that they are often portrayed in a stereotypical sense. And they've also kind of become a token character as they used to be like, you used to have a token black character on Mm -hmm. a show. Yeah. Now there's kind of like that token gay character when they're not presented in a a human way, but more like this is my only defining quality. Mm -hmm. I'm homosexual. Mm -hmm. That's when Things are, well, you're going too far the other way. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've stepped over the line into the into the wrong uh, offensive area. Mm-hmm. They're human beings. They should be treated as normal human beings. <laughs> well, and, and here's the fact of the matter. You, I, the issue ends up being our children. Yes. And, you know, we tend to feel like, especially as far as Disney is concerned, Mm -hmm. we tend to fear for what our children are being influenced by. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, your kids are going to school and they are around other kids who are identifying and acting and portraying themselves as these same characters that you are afraid to show your children on television shows. It is a fact. I see it every day. Yeah. There are children who are walking that life, who are living that life. Um, and your children, if you choose to at home keep them secluded from that, then go to school, are exposed to it and have no idea and are being taught and influenced by people outside of your home and outside of your control, for lack of a better yeah. term. Um, I would rather have a television show that I watch with my child and have those conversations at home. Absolutely. And be able to say, well, this is what it is. Explain it on a level that I know as their mother, my child will understand and explain on a personal biblical level, as far as our personal family convictions are concerned, what we believe and why we believe it and be able to pull out the Bible and point to scripture and say, and this is why we believe the way that we believe, you know, that to me is far better 
than throwing my kids out to the wolves, if you will, and not them not having any understanding or knowledge of what they're being exposed to on a daily basis. Yeah. And the, the, the key with this stuff is that for some reason, Christians think that we, if we isolate ourselves enough, we'll isolate our families enough from this that we'll never have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so our response whenever, you know, historically anyway, our response has, has been whenever approached with, uh, you know, quote unquote, the gay agenda becoming mm-hmm. a more mainstream idea, we respond with get it out of here. Right. Cover our kids' ears, cover our ears, la, mm-hmm. la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. We don't see it. It doesn't exist. And what that teaches our kids is to hate those people, mm-hmm. which is exactly what we're being stereotyped as being hateful mm-hmm. towards towards those that aren't like us. Right. In the same manner of wanting to uh, address this at home where we can frame it in our our own worldview, but at the same time acknowledge that it exists, we also can teach our children how to respond to that, mm-hmm. how to respond in a loving way, how to treat them as humans, how to treat them as people that are loved by God. Mm-hmm. And people who one day could have a relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. not as, oh, well, we're supposed to hate you. And so I'm not even going to give you the time of day, let alone ever try and witness to you. Yeah. Because you're a lost cause in, in our eyes. That's essentially what we communicate. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've told the story on the morning show before, but I remember um, there was a period of time when our church didn't have a pastor. And so we had just a couple deacons making mm-hmm. a few decisions. And there was this time where uh, a few churches in town were putting this big full-page ad in our local newspaper about how we're, we're taking a stand against uh, gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were just calling all these random churches saying, hey, do you want to put your logo on our thing with us? You don't have to pay anything. You can just take a stand with us. And, you know... Our head deacon at the time, like, uh, well, okay, that sounds fine, and just approved it because we didn't have really a pastor or, or anybody to go through that, uh, to think through it. Uh, I really wish I'd have been in on that conversation because we were running Celebrate Recovery at the time. Right. And we had people attending who were homosexuals. Uh, and even though it's not our like wasn't our goal to like convert them or to change them. The fact was they were in our church every single week. Right. And if we're going out and making like these bold stands that are seen as hateful, whether or not they're intended to be hateful, they're seen as hateful by the world. And we know they're seen as hateful by the world. Yeah. If they were to see that and think, well, I can't go back to that church. I'm not welcome at that church. I'm not going to be, uh, able to exist in that church without feeling excluded, then they won't come back and they won't hear about Christ. They won't hear about this love, the savior, this, this savior that has the ability to change us from the inside out, no matter what the case. Yeah. But even if, even if a person struggles, comes to Christ and and struggles with, you know, homosexuality for the rest of their lives, that doesn't change the fact that Christ can save them and Christ can bring them to heaven. I'm, I struggle with uh, being obese. I've struggled with that my entire life, even after becoming a Christian. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to get into heaven because I can't fit through the gates. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
God works through all these areas. We should be willing to be uh, open uh, to letting these people, you know, in the doors. No mm-hmm. matter no matter what these people category it is, yeah, uh, they should be welcome in not only our churches but in our lives and be loved as people, just as we would love anybody struggling with any kind of. Uh, character defect or, or, or perceived flaw from our religious ethics standpoint, just as we would try to love them all into the kingdom, we should be doing the exact same thing Mm -hmm. with, uh, the gay community. And, uh, instead we have historically been bad about this and called for boycotts and things of this nature. Uh, I don't think they ever really, accomplish much when they're like this. Uh, and the same goes for the other side. Uh, I remember a few years ago, Chick-fil-A got into hot water because it was discovered that they had given to a couple charities that help people who no longer desire to uh, have homosexual uh, tendencies to try and break free from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, studies show largely... That rarely works, but sometimes right. it does. There have been testimonies of people who have, have been freed from it, uh, but largely doesn't tend to work in society outside of the Christian culture really hates the idea. And so they got in hot water, and so uh, they called for a boycott of Chick-fil-A, yeah. and that did not work. Uh, Chick-fil-A had almost record numbers during that time uh, because boycotts in general now are almost seen as the negative thing, mm-hmm. which I guess they should be, and they kind of are, but boycotts are always seeing the negative thing no matter the stance they're taking, no matter where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. It's never really seen as a – it's not seen as it did with the Montgomery bus boycott anymore. Right. That was a, a stand for social change, and it was seen as a heroic thing. Nowadays, boycotts kind of seem like what well, we talked about Karens the other day. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sounds like an organized group of Karens Yeah, uh, one way or the other. Um, I don't know. Currently, many Christians are going through the same thing with Facebook and Twitter, uh, trying to boycott them, uh, though it's not as well organized. But every, you see a lot of people jumping off, going to MeWe and Parler. I don't even know what these things are. <laughs> Parler is a Twitter clone that uh, is supposed to be uh, 100% free of censorship unless like it's a threat or you know a racial slur or stuff like that but which is funny to me that so many Christians want to go somewhere that's 100% free of censorship because they feel as though this is the big this is the big problem okay because they Christians tend to feel as though yes finally I won't be censored people won't have to do the fact check on all of my posts and this and that and I won't be my post won't be turned off because I'm spreading rumors and not facts what's going to happen when your friend who has opposing views as you also posts on parlor and there is no fact check there or no censorship there are you going to be ticked off <laughs> I you are yeah. you absolutely are mm-hmm. you know it doesn't something has to work for both sides in order for it to work, 
properly. Yeah. And sadly, as a whole, the Christian community doesn't want for it to work for both sides ever. Right. right. Uh, somebody equated it to conservatives now needing a safe space, <laughs> which they've derided many years. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I mean, that argument does kind of work and doesn't kind of work. Right. But... Uh, when it comes to motives, but still, yeah, you're right. The same thing will happen. Yeah. Uh, in reverse, the other way, it's like, well, if nothing's ever fact checked and nothing's well, everything that we're against that's being yeah. put out there is the same. You know, the same. You're you're forced to see the same stuff essentially, yeah. uh, and that will happen. Parlor Parlor is largely conservative uh, run right now, but it, if it continues to get popular and gain steam like it has been. Uh, then it likely will also have a, quite a big, you know, liberal side yeah. that will join it. Um, yeah, Parler's actually seen a, a, a gigantic influx to the point where I don't think they can handle it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have the server capacity because they're having a bunch of problems. Also, and this is this is my knock, and the only reason I probably wouldn't use it generally right now. Getting into your account is like Fort Knox, which is good for, for security, but you can't turn it off if you don't want the annoyance of having to go through four pages of authentication. That's silly. First page, you put in your phone number, your email address. Second page, you put in your password. Third page, you have to enter a CAPTCHA. Fourth page, you have to get a a text message or an email no i'm with done with a code to put in yeah buy that paper like forget it i don't mm-hmm. even want to open the app anymore yeah that was <laughs> my done. bathroom break is over by now the second that <laughs> i have to enter a captcha is the second i'm done yeah so i hate it it's and you can't turn it off like on twitter you can choose to enable right more authentication or not and uh yeah can't turn which would have been beneficial for trump but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh miwi is the facebook Okay. Uh, clone, which uh, is supposed to have no ads ever, but in order to have like a business page, you have to pay, I think, a dollar ninety nine a month to have a business page. Uh, so you can't just have free pages, but you can have free groups and still work like normal. So I mean, of the two, I think MeWe might be a possible good place. Unfortunately. I'm not sure it'll ever yeah. ever take over what Facebook is doing because Facebook, like I've said for years, has been so successful in integrating itself into everything else that's not Facebook mm-hmm. that, uh, I mean, it, it's it's replaced comment sections on, you know, like news pages and everywhere else. Now there's a Facebook comic section yeah. on there that will tie in to the posts on, on Facebook itself. Uh, you can log in to... All kinds of websites now just by saying log in through Facebook. Through Facebook, and your yep. whole account is tied to that now. Yep. And so leaving Facebook uh, as a mass is is nearly impossible at this point. Yeah. So I don't know what we do there. They got us over a barrel. Hmm. Um, so yeah, again, this is another one of those kind of boycotts that is is aimless. It doesn't set a solid goal uh, and likely won't accomplish much because it's not organized. And so, what's it gonna? What good's it gonna do? Mm-hmm. Little to none. Yeah. Uh, the only real way to affect change that way would literally to be to get 
half the users to just finally agree we're going to quit mm-hmm. social media altogether. And unfortunately, that's, that's not, gonna not happen. happening. Yeah. Not going to happen. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, boycotts in general, just not good. Christians, when we do boycotts, uh, the bottom line, when we do boycotts, we tend to come off as jerks and not as people who are trying to actually further the kingdom of God, but rather people who are trying to keep the rest of the world conform to us mm-hmm. and our ethics, which the Bible tells us wasn't ever going to happen. Uh, people who are not believers cannot follow the biblical standard because they don't even, number one, know what it is, and number two, uh, why would they base their world around something they don't believe in? Mm-hmm. Uh it's just it's it's nearly impossible actually for a non-believer to follow a Christian uh, set of ethics, and so our goal instead of conforming the world to our worldview would be to grow our worldview in the world by spreading the love of Christ and bringing people over to us that mm-hmm. way, not forcing them. Loving them into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I I think it's important to note that so many Christians tend to lean on the side of viewing America as a Christian country, um, and that America was founded on Christian morals and standards. But when you break it down, there's freedom of religion mm-hmm. and that is not just freedom to participate and believe in Christian religion. That is freedom of all religion right. and all beliefs. Um, and even though, even those religions that don't tend to claim as a religious standpoint, those are included gotcha. in there. Even the anti-religion religions. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we have to remember that. As an American people, we have to remember that we were founded on freedoms. Um, not just our own, but everyone's right. who is a part of this country. And if we were all a Christian country, if we were all a Christian people, then what was the purpose of Jesus on the cross? Yeah. Uh, if we seclude ourselves from the world, then how are we going to grow the world? Yeah, grow grow our our worldview. Mm-hmm. If if we take if all if every Christian just drops Facebook and Twitter, goes to Parlor and MeWe, and it's just Christians over there, how are we being in the world but not of it? Mm-hmm. We're not. We're being out of the world and not mm-hmm. of it. Right. We're, we're, we're not spreading Jesus to the four corners of the digital world mm-hmm. or the real world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're grouping together, huddling, and keeping ourselves in our own little personal bubble. Yes, Jesus did not encourage <laughs> us to be a light to the light. <laughs> he did not say, all light, gather together, and become one big mass light. No, we're supposed to be a light to the darkness. And and in order to be a light in the darkness, we have to be in the darkness at times. Not not dark, mm-hmm. but in the dark. <laughs> Think about a steak. Oh goodness. Have you have you ever like 
poured salt on something and the lid pops off and it just pours into a pile mm-hmm. on one side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we're supposed to be salt of the earth, we can't all pile into one little group because then you're going to get sick. Because <laughs> then you're going to get salty. going to be very salty. <laughs> Got to spread that salt out. Spread the salt out. So you can out. enhance the flavor Season of the whole it. steak. That's right. There you go. Hey. Listen. I'm going to use that analogy. at its best here on the Back Row Morning Show. That's going to be in a sermon. I'm sure of it. Oh, absolutely. I hope it is. It better be. He is putting it in his phone now. No, actually, I'm looking up our bad joke. Oh, no. Here we go. All right. Random, random. Here we go. Uh, What do you call a fish with no... Oh, I already did this one, didn't I? I did. Did I? Did I do the fish with no eye? No. Okay, what do you call a fish with no eye? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I got it. I got it. I feel like I did do that one, though. Okay. So I'm going to do another one. Uh, Let's see here. What do you call a bear with no ears? No ears? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. A bee. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. All right. Um, dang, these are hard to find. Uh, okay. What did Blackbird, Bird, what did Blackbeard say when he turned 80? I don't know what. I am 80. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was worth the wait. Worth the wait, everybody. Worth the wait. All right. We are going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we will share something that we love. More Back Row Morning Show to come. Stick around. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content? On LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at LTNOnAir.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN Radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to share with you some things that we love. Are you ready for mine? Hit me. The Holderness family. The who? What? Mm-hmm. The who be whatty? On Facebook... They are a family. They're actually outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. But they became pretty popular, I want to say, seven-ish years ago. Well, I shouldn't say they became pretty popular seven-ish years ago. I want to say that's when they first started doing these videos, these parodies of songs and silly, crazy videos. They were like the first people to do the silly, goofy prank videos. They're pretty amazing. 
It's a husband and a wife. Okay, I know who these people uh-huh. are. And then their son and their daughter. And just recently, their son and daughter have started doing more with them as far as the videos are concerned. Um, oh, man. I was listening to one of the songs that I believe the husband's name is Penn. I think that's right. Okay. Um, but he's the one who usually does the parody songs. Yeah. Um, and he, there was one, It's Not Rice, and it's talking about cauliflower, about cauliflower rice and about how his wife makes this healthy dinner and, mm. you know, he sits down at the table and he's so happy and he's so thankful that it's a home-cooked meal. Oh, but it's not rice, it's cauliflower. What's that song, Bon Jovi? Oh, it's my life. Yeah. So it's now it's, or never. Yep. It. So it's <laughs> that's the latest one that I saw. It's not rice. I couldn't remember what the parody, what it was. How do you say that? What it was parodying? What it was parodying. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first one I saw was This Year is a Dumpster Fire. This oh. year is a dumpster fire. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't know that one. I haven't seen that one. Um, The wife does some really funny ones that I super relate to because she did one in fall where she was talking about all the pumpkins and how are we going to do Halloween this year? And like she had four different characters that she did in Mm. this little quick montage. But just recently she did decorating for Christmas and... The husband's like, it's it's not even Thanksgiving. What are we talking? Why are we decorating for Christmas? And she's like, Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving isn't even a holiday this year. You mean that favorite hol- that holiday that used to be my favorite where we could go see family? Yeah, we can't do that this year. So we're just skating by Thanksgiving. <laughs> Order pizza for all I care. We're going straight to Christmas. <laughs> Chris and I watched that one last night and we both just died accurate. laughing. Yep. Hashtag accurate. Yep. Okay. So I love the Holderness family. Well, mine's going to seem a little lackluster because I didn't put enough thought into it. Oh, that's typical. But mine's going to be Monster. Here we go. Monster Energy Drinks. Oh, uh, specifically, yeah, yeah. the new Ultra Watermelon, which was fantastic. Look, I'm not a coffee person, okay? I hate coffee. I don't hate it. I just don't like it. Whatever. I don't like coffee. The only way I like it is if it's pumped full of sugar and creamers, and at that point I'm doing a disservice to myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I don't drink coffee. But every now and then I do need a boost, and I've been stuck with the Monster Ultra Sunrise for years as the only zero-sugar energy drink I like. And I do like it. It's orange-flavored. It's fantastic, but it gets boring when that's the only thing you're drinking. I've tried the, the Rosé Ultra. I've tried the original uh, Monster Sugar-Free version, which tastes like straight-up medicine just not flavored medicine just like that chemical gross taste it's awful i tried the like watered down version in the white can that was originally um advertised to women it's watered down but it still just tastes like straight medicine it's gross tried the purple one i've tried all of them they're all gross but finally ultra watermelon came out and it's Fan freaking tastic. <laughs> Mo just tried to. Hey, I sneezed last week on the show. <laughs> That's what happens when you try and hold it in. It just, it's coming out anyway. I just want you to know that 
For some reason, I only thought that I had one hand. And so I used the one hand to push the microphone away. Not use the other hand to cover my nose while I sneeze. So it's not one everywhere. (laughs) In our new studio. Gross. Anyway, if you haven't tried it yet, Ultra Watermelon Monster Energy Drink, it's new. It's good. Give it a shot. Something that I love. Okay. (laughs) Kind of disappointed in your something that you love, but whatever. Hey. (laughs) Love is love. It's something that you love, not something that I love. And so I have to allow you You haven't ever tried it. Have your opinions. I know you don't like watermelon flavored things. I also don't like monsters. But you haven't tried it. Do you not like any energy drinks? Do you like some energy drinks? I like Red Bull. It oh, gives me wings. Red Bull's awful. I not a sponsor. It. That tastes like medicine and sweet tarts. That's what it tastes oh, like. Oh, no. The sugar-free pear is amazing. Okay. I've never had any of the other flavors. I've only had the basic original Red Bull flavor. Oh, yeah. I only drink that when I'm having something else with it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner? Exactly. Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a blueberry scone? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that what we're talking about? <laughs> uh, Mo, let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Psalm 105, 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit give.ltnonair.com. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible. And don't forget that you can select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com. And that gives LTN a small kickback from your purchases at absolutely no cost to you. Make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And the Back Row Morning Show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, Back Row Baptist Church. So search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, just in case you ever miss a day, find the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave reviews something along the lines of, I will never boycott this show. Join us tomorrow morning for Back Row Rewind as we bring you classic episodes of the Back Row Baptist Podcast where we discuss... Oh, no, I didn't change this. Something. I don't know what we're, what we're discussing. and entertaining. <laughs> guaranteed. Uh, at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9 a.m. And Matt and I will be back with new episodes next Monday. Have a great day. Mo, final thought. Uh, don't be a boycotter. <laughs> and remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus loves you, Mary. Oh,